0: back here on the soccer og world cup daily this is the show for thursday december the 15th it is a dark day in qatar as in there's no games same as friday saturday third place game sunday the final plenty of time to discuss those obviously mostly the final we will get to that no shortage of topics to discuss i uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, conversation about mls looking for new linear and broadcast partners and stepping away from espn Again, this is why uh, this show is what it is. The experience that I have accrued over the years and some takes that you probably won't hear anywhere else. So that's why I encourage you to listen in. And I appreciate you listening in because uh, based on uh, that, that topic suddenly got very good traffic. So thank you for tuning in. We are the Soccer OG World Cup Daily, the audio podcast available where all podcasts can be found. Check it out on your drive home to, to work or from work. And also, it's, uh, it's evergreen here for the next few days. And uh, also check out us here on our YouTube channel. There are our social media handles where we can continue to provide additional content. Certainly, there on TikTok. Check it out. We're having a lot of fun there. And leaving no stone unturned. You know, any day you start looking at articles and tweets and everything, and there's so much good stuff about... Uh, I saw a really nice one about a really good article, and forgive me, I forgot the author about how teams are having more success with less possession. All of this goes into the bag as the game certainly feels like there has been a shift or two in how it is played. I sense that in the France-Morocco game. Sense that in the way Argentina has played the last couple games. Uh, Coaches are approaching it analytically and in so many different ways to find the best way to get a result. Good coaches who are flexible are getting results. As always, the Soccer OG... Welcome Daily, presented by the fine folks at Farmer John. Had a wonderful breakfast this morning. Again, nice smokehouse bacon. Where is that bacon? I have it here. I can smell it. I can, well, I'll bring it out tomorrow. Smokehouse bacon, thick bacon, the links, you name it. Farmer John, in your grocery aisle. Check it out and set up. It'll make anyone's breakfast. Uh, do it for your loved ones. A little breakfast in bed never hurt nobody. We certainly appreciate that as uh, we have talked about over the last few days. We uh, are looking ahead for the U.S. men's national team and the team for 2026. So today, we are going to put together a 26-man roster for the next World Cup. Obviously, a lot will change between now and then. However, a quick look at this 2022 roster and the whole premise of having a young roster this time around is that. So you don't have to have one in 2026. You don't want a super young roster. Most teams don't. Argentina doesn't have a very young roster. They have an average age roster. France has an overage roster slightly. Look at the players they're leaning into, with the exception of Kylian Mbappe. It feels like he's 28. He's not. He just got, a, he got an early start. But as we uh, we also discussed with Vince LaRosa, so check out the podcast from yesterday. Great interview with Vince LaRosa of 110. Football, we said that the foundation has been set so that many players on this roster in 2022 will be back for 2026. I did a count and by my count, I think there are 14 locks for players, knock on wood, barring any injuries or any entanglements of any kind, 14 that were on the 2022 roster will be back for 2026. And that list could certainly grow. And we're here to discuss exactly in what ways it will. We're having some fun. We're taking some leaps of faith here. There are some positions that will look very familiar. There are positions that will look completely different. We will get to all of that. Coming up next on the Soccer OG World Cup Daily, it is my 2026 USMNT 26-man roster. Let's get started here on the 2026 USMNT roster. And this is the World Cup. You know, you don't want to miss any World Cup, but as a US player, this is the World Cup you always wanted to be on, not only because you're hosting it, but because this has been set after the misery of 2018, the, the rise from the ashes in 2022 to a finished product in 2026. Nothing is guaranteed. A lot of work is going to happen. We don't know about the coach right now we don't know about the schedule but we hope it's busy for the u.s because remember no qualifying uh between now and then the same applies for mexico and canada so we're gonna go via position we're gonna splinter it a little bit from forwards uh to center forwards and wingers center backs and full backs and then midfielders overall and goalkeepers so uh, let's get started let's start with the goalkeepers the guys in the back in 2022 the goalkeepers there were three and you always bring three i don't know why maybe bigger two would be enough i mean most of these positions on the field have a starter and a little bit of cover goalkeeper has a lot of cover obviously that's more for training etc so it is what it is three goalkeepers in 2022 matt turner sean johnson and ethan horvath here are my picks for 2026 the three goalkeepers that will be coming matt turner He'll be pushing there into his 30s, so he will be a seasoned player, but this is exactly the Matt Turner you want, hopefully with a lot of appearances at Arsenal or if he heads off on a loan somewhere under his belt. He was definitely one of the bright spots in uh, Qatar, and this will be his opus, right? This will be where he can be one of those household name goalkeepers. Make no mistake, it is very possible. The number two that we will include here is Gaga Slodina. Now, just because we'll have a lot of good young players coming through the pipe, just because they'll be coming through, doesn't mean you go back to being young again. But I think Gaga Slodina is on a wonderful trajectory, headed to Chelsea, headed to becoming, uh, hopefully, a, 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 a the next great US goalkeeper. I don't think he's going to leapfrog Matt Turner here, but this is the guy you build for 2030. You see how it works? It's like wine. You bottle it, and you put it away and you age it, so to speak. The third goalkeeper, you could go younger here, but this is where I, I kind of pumped the b- brakes. Ethan Horvath is, you know, he's in his mid-20s. Tw- I think he's 27, so he'll get into his 30s as well by that. But I, I don't want to rule out Zach Steffen here, but Ethan Horvath, of the guys that were there, certainly has uh, earned it playing regularly in the championship for Luton Town. And uh, I, I feel like he will be a calming influence. Sean Johnson won't be that. He's thirty-three, so uh, that makes sense to me. Those are your goalkeepers. I'm happy with it. You got the you got the A number one guy in Turner. You got the future guy in Gaga Slonina. I'm excited to see these next four years for Gaga Slonina. I mean, he's at the top of the list of all these American players. Let us go next to defenders. Nine defenders brought in in 2022. The center backs were Walker Zimmerman, Tim Ream, Aaron Long, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. Four there. Fullbacks, you had five. Anthony Robinson, Sergio Dest, Joe Scalley, DeAndre Yedlin, Shaq Moore. We're going to keep the same amount of numbers. So let's start with the center backs. Here are my four center backs, and this is the position that changes a whole lot. And in fact, only one holdover I have for 2022. It's Cameron Carter-Vickers, who I don't know if he'll be the starter, now remember, Miles Robinson and Chris Richards were kind of becoming that partnership before both suffered injuries. Miles Robinson, we don't know where he's headed back. I imagine he'll he'll where he's headed, uh, still an Atlanta United player, but is that a position? I mean, how does he come back from injury at that point? I'm very excited to see that because he really was the most he was the ever-present defender there for the United States. And Chris Richards at Crystal Palace. I don't know if he's going to play a lot there. He needs to be somewhere where he can play. We shall see. I would love for him to break through at Crystal Palace. But one first things first, get healthy, and then we'll see. I'm putting Austin Trusty on this list. I have seen the trajectory of this young defender going from the Colorado Rapids, bought by Arsenal, going on loan to Birmingham City. He plays in a back three, so he could maybe give you a little something extra at right back if you need it. I truly believe on this trajectory, Austin Trusty is going to be an Arsenal player here at some point between now and say 2024 and play. This is the guy who's got a rocket ship on his back in my estimation. I have seen enough from him to put him on there. Bad news for Walker Zimmerman. He's just on the outside looking in and it's not a reflection off of him, although he's getting a little bit older. It's a reflection off these four center backs. These are four exciting, athletic, modern center backs. Chris Richards, Miles Robinson, Austin Trustee, Cameron Carter-Vickers, uh, Mark McKenzie, Joshua Winder, Justin Che, Brandon Craig were also considered. Let's go to the fullbacks. Five fullbacks. So you've got to be clever here. You've got to obviously have a starting left back and a starting right back. You've got to have cover for both those positions. It might be the same player. We kind of saw that here in 2022. We didn't have, this was a big problem for the U.S. We didn't have adequate cover for Anthony Robinson or Sergino Dest, who will both be coming back. So, uh, they got worn down by the game in the Netherlands. They they played 90, they almost played every game 90 minutes, almost 90 minutes, but they started every game. And you could see how fatigued they were. You can't have that. You can't, you can't have the fullbacks going that hard, especially in a tournament like this. It'll be different in the U.S. You would imagine the games are going to be spread out a little bit more. So, here are my five fullbacks for 2026. We're bringing back Sergino Dest. We're bringing back Jedi Robinson. Those will be the starters. Joe Scally uh, probably goes at right back, but can cover left. I won't need him at left back because I have Kevin Paredes, who is currently at Wolfsburg, who could almost project to be a bit higher up the field. Starting to play more in the Bundesliga. Pure lefty, and this is a very exciting development. Remember, he went to Wolfsburg, and we were worried because of the, the poor history of American players at that club. He is starting to play. I think he is going to really immerse himself into that club in 2023. And then the super athlete, Brian Reynolds, playing right now in Belgium. There's some good fullbacks there. Sam Vines, who I really considered. Also, John Tolkien, who's with the New York Red Bulls. I love him. I mean, there's some good fullbacks. Uh, DeWan Jones. But these are the five. I think Brian Reynolds is a bit of a leap of faith here because he hasn't done enough to draw the attention of the next coach, but we've seen him. He's 6'2", 6'3", and an incredible athlete. If he gets it right, whew, this group becomes a real eye-opener. But the same two starters, don't rule out Joe Scaly, because I think he's going to have a massive, he's already had a massive couple of years in Germany. That's going to continue. He has been really steady. All right, so there's the defensive side. the ball. Let's go to the midfielders. This would just be one big group. There were seven midfielders in 2022. Brendan Aronson, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, three guys whose first names begin with A. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Luca Della Torre, Weston McKinney, Yunus Musa, Christian Roldan. There are going to be some holdovers, but not that many. Really, the front three, and if Brendan Aronson is still classified as a midfielder, he is the fourth. So here is the, the group that I have for 2026, Brendan Aronson, Tyler Adams, uh, and then the rest of that midfield with Weston McKinney and Eunice Musa. Who do you bring after that? Who is five, six, and seven? I love what Kellen Acosta did at the World Cup, but he's probably gonna be the wrong side of the age limit here. And I mean, he's had a lot of tread. But I wouldn't rule him out. Luca Della Torres trending in the wrong direction, didn't get off the bench here for uh the U.S. men's national team in Qatar, and he hasn't played for his club, Celta Vigo. Uh, it's just, I, I'm not seeing him going back per se, but I do see a lot of people moving in front of him. That's the nature of the beast. Again, certainly could be there. I'm not going to put him in here. And obviously Christian Muldan, it was a one and done for 2022. So joining those four, Malik Tillman, who's already playing for Rangers, had an assist for Rangers. You know, all these, what do they call them? The stand accounts? We love to show all our American players, but an assist from Malik Tillman for Rangers against Hibernian just doesn't do it for me. I thought about retweeting it, then I go, nah, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit on that. I'll pass. So Malik Tillman, who is very dynamic, probably one of the one or two guys to miss out on the roster here for 2022, is gonna get in there. So, very exciting. He could cover uh, McKinney. He could cover uh, Eunice Musa, he can even play a little further up. So we're going to classify him as a midfielder. Taylor Booth, who was the Aaron Divisi November player. I know everyone loves him. I'm on board too. He can cover some positions. Now, remember, we've got to have, we've got to have someone who can fill the gap of Tyler Adams. I have Obed Vargas. So there is my really young player making it into the mix. Uh, nico sakiris is another one aiden morris young defenders that will be given a chance you've got to go young here because you don't have the 25 to 28 you could go paxton Pomikal. i just don't think the stars will align for him although he's someone who could probably play a deeper role but obed vargas is is probably uh a, a real leap here but i'm gonna give it to him i've been really impressed still a teenager and He'll grow with that Sounders team, and then we'll see if he makes a move, but just a smart player at such a tender, tender age. Taylor Booth can get some go forward, can also fill for those number eights going, and maybe, I don't know, if, I, mean, I haven't seen enough of him, but I, he doesn't, he won't really play the deeper role, but he can, he can win some ball and defend. So there you go, Brennan Aronson, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Malik Tillman, Taylor Booth, Obed Vargas. Are you excited yet? Are you excited for this team? Again, the core is set, but unlike 2022, look, we didn't have depth. We didn't go to the bench enough and we had some problems, but we have, now we have that core and we're able to put a little depth here, a little depth there, a little more talent, a little more athleticism while we're still getting a group. It's still gonna be a young team, but not the youngest team. We need this team to be around 24, 25. And as I go through this roster, uh, We'll be all right. It's actually going to be a little bit older. I keep forgetting it's four years away. So we'll be 25, 26. This is it. You develop these young players. We missed a generation, right? But now you develop this group so they can come here. This is how you have success in World Cups. So be excited. Let us go to the forwards. Seven forwards. I'm going to separate them as center forwards, which we brought three. And non-center forwards, wings, creative players, number 10s, of which we had Four. The three forwards that we brought in, the center forwards were Josh Sargent, Jesus Ferreira, Haji Wright. We'll bring three again in 2026, but only one of them will make it. I have Sargent. Sargent's not, it, the thing with the forwards is between numbers one and five, six, seven, there's not a big gap. So I considered Brandon Vasquez, Ricardo Pepe, Jordan Pefock, Daryl DK, who is back and scoring goals. Flo Balogun, I did not put him in here. I am gonna go ahead and assume that he aligns with England. I think he's gonna go that way. Actually, you know, I don't know, but I'm not not gonna put him here. And if he does decide for the play for the US, well, that is like a nice, nice little extra present under the Christmas tree, right? So we'll leave him out for now. Not that I don't want him. And if he was available for the US, he is 100% on this list. But in the meantime, I am gonna go with Josh Sargent, Daryl DK, and Ricardo Pepe. I really want to put Brandon Vasquez here. He's been the hard luck case. He's gonna re-sign, it would appear. FC Cincinnati, who denied a big transfer to Chivas. Seeing this guy in person, seeing how he's emerged, he is so different. I know we have Haji Wright and uh, Jordan Phock that we can kind of put in that category, but Vasquez is just a man of mountain. And he is a kind of four, a four that not many people have. He just misses out. But the, the thing here, if Josh Sargent or Daryl DK or, or Ricardo Pepe hit a bad patch or get injured, <coughs> the margin for error is very thin. I think Vasquez can move in there. I think PFOC can move in there. Um, obviously, Haji Wright and Jesus Ferreira, we can't overlook them. But there you go. Sargent, let's put him at number one. Let's put Ricardo Pepe at two. And Daryl D'K, who didn't really have a chance at 2022 because of injury after injury. And we can't ignore those injuries. But we'll see. There's some good forwards there. Unfortunately, there's not that one guy that you go, okay, he's going to get five goals in a World Cup. We don't have that. It's still an issue of scoring goals. I think Balogun is a guy who could resolve that. But we just don't know. He's so good. Why, why is he going to come here? Why does he want to come here if he has better options? I think England's going to come in hard, and we'll hold our breath. Non-center forwards, wingers, there were four in 2022. Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, they'll, be both, they'll both be back. Tim Weah, we'll see how the formation looks, and Jordan Morris. So this is pretty straightforward. Three of those are coming back. That 2022 was it for Jordan Morris, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Tim Weah, they uh, we we can almost lock Polisic and Weah as starters at this early juncture and see where the cards fall for Gio Reyna. But we all expect him to play much better in this next cycle and perhaps move ahead into the starting eleven in the next World Cup. But who do you bring in with those guys? Ooh. I, uh, I, I I got down to two. I got down to two at the end. Uh, two young players that would join him on potential. Two Philadelphia Union products. Paxton Aronson and Jack McGlynn. By the way, did you know there were five sets of brothers that played in the 2022 World Cup? Five. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it just warm your heart? You had the Williams brothers... Uh, who oh, Iñaki played for was it Ghana, and then Nico played for Spain, the milinkovic Savage brothers who played for Serbia, the Ayu brothers who played for Ghana, and then the Hernandez brothers who played for France, and then the Hazard brothers who played for Belgium. Family affair. So the U.S. could have a brother combination. If you had five in 2022, you've got to have at least one in 2026. Paxton is on his way to Eintracht Frankfurt. It all depends on how he adapts If it's not him, maybe Caden Clark, maybe one of these guys. I like Jack McGlynn because of the left foot. He's a little different than the other players, could play a little further back. Um, He could almost be classified as a midfielder, but I'm going to push him up here. And because of being a specialist, maybe he he can resolve the set-piece situations. I I forgot about set-pieces. I didn't really put someone for set-pieces. I guess we're just going to assume it's going to be Pulisic or Reyna. But let's go with Jack McGlynn. Jack McGlynn makes it in. So I don't have a brother combination. But let's watch. Paxton does well. He's in. We have been tooting his horn a lot, saying he's even better than Brendan. And if he's better than Brendan, or if he's as good as Brendan, he makes the 26-man roster. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. The Soccer OG World Cup Daily. Every day, throughout the World Cup. Three shows, four shows left. We might have a Monday show. Check us out where all podcasts are available and here on YouTube. We will see you tomorrow.